0: The contents of The Lab Report are meant for educational purposes only. They are not meant to be misconstrued as medical diagnosis or treatment advice.
1: What? Today on The Lab Report, Drew Manning.
0: Fit to fat to 40.
1: He's halfway through and we're going to ask him about getting back to fit.
0: The world of medicine can be challenging. Clinicians and patients are always looking for more options more effective treatments, and in the end, more answers. Functional and integrative medicine focuses on addressing root causes of disease. Here at Genova Diagnostics, we've watched this field evolve and grow for over 35 years. We've not only adapted, we've led. Join us as we talk about functional medicine, laboratory testing, and optimizing health. Welcome to The Lab Report.
1: One of the hardest things about the new year was always writing checks having the wrong date. Oh my goodness. You don't have to worry
0: about that anymore.
1: Does anyone write checks anymore? (laughs) Do they even print checks?
0: Now I'm thinking about the checks mix.
1: Hello. Hey Michael Chapman. Hi Patty Devers. How are you?
0: Happy New Year to you sir. Oh
1: well thank you. Happy New Year to you as well and to everyone out in podcast land. It is 2021. Wow. Did you ever think we were gonna get there? I did. Okay cool. Well, Well you know with the whole revolving of the earth and stuff. I, I, I was not so certain this year, to tell you the truth, about whether that was still going to continue That's, to happen. That
0: tells a lot about your personality and mine.
1: <laughs> well, this is a podcast mm-hmm. called The Lab Report, brought to you by Genova Diagnostics, where we talk about things uh-huh. like functional medicine and, and specialty lab testing and integrative therapeutics and uh, the rotation of the earth, <laughs> I guess.
0: Well, if you're new to the show, welcome, and if you're returning, thank you, and hopefully you, some of you have gone to iTunes or Spotify and subscribed to our podcast, and maybe
1: we know some of them have a
0: rating and review We and a star. see, we see we the do. numbers, and they're awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and if you have additional feedback, you can send that feedback to podcast at gdx.net. Notice, I'm no longer saying at podcast at gdx.net. I know you've learned.
0: It's only taken you a year. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you yeah. know,
1: eventually I get there.
0: Well, big day today, Michael. I'm sort of freaking out. I know you are. As you know, I totally get fangirled out over Drew Manning.
1: And I also get nervous because Drew Manning is huge, man. It's like, how did we get him on the show again? I know.
0: So I'm hoping. It's really
1: lucky of us to be able to have these people like Drew Manning on the show. Just gotta say.
0: The audience might remember we had him on the show back in the fall as he began his fit to fat to 40 challenge. And like you said in the intro, he's halfway through. So now we're gonna talk to him about. The journey back to fit.
1: Yeah, and for whatever reason, you didn't tune into that episode (laughs) or you're not familiar. dare you. Essentially, what he's been doing is he's been putting on weight intentionally, um, and then he's essentially reached this point at his max weight, and now he's going to be losing the weight, and it's just sort of all part of this journey that he's on.
0: And what's interesting is that he did this 10 years ago. So this yeah. is the second time he's doing it. Right. And he's doing it to raise empathy and, and to, the awareness of the need for empathy in the fitness industry. And it's intriguing. And you can follow him along on Instagram, which we've been doing since the fall. Right. And he documents a lot of different education around it, too.
1: Yeah. Essentially how to how to do diets, specific diets correctly versus incorrectly, like the keto diet, the paleo diet, Mm -hmm. how you can do those, you know, successfully or in a dirty fashion, as he says. Mm -hmm. Um, And he talks a lot about the mental-emotional ramifications of the diet choices, of the weight gain, and how that affects him not just physically but also in the mental-emotional sphere. Yeah, he's really built a
0: huge following on social media and if you're not following him there you should because you can follow along with this process but since it's halfway through he agreed to come back on the show and kind of just check in with us which is super exciting.
1: Yeah and I'm a little bit nervous because the last time that we spoke with him you had some technical difficulties (laughs) over there Um, and you know since then we've we've tried to you know, pull out all the stops. They, uh, maybe even we should consider duct tape at this point. Well, what happened to keep last that time microphone attached to the sand. My,
0: my microphone literally fell apart while we we're interviewing Drew Manning. Yeah. But didn't miss a step. No. It was flawless. No one knew. But literally, I was holding pieces of the microphone while we were talking to Drew last time. So I'm not touching it.
1: OK, I think that's wise. OK, but I'm still going to go get the duct tape.
0: Great. Well, I'm going to fix my hair to talk to Drew. <laughs> So, Michael, yeah. he's back. I know. Drew Manning. Pumped. I know. Let me tell you a little bit about Drew Manning if you perhaps live under a rock and no. you don't know. Yeah. Health and fitness expert Drew Manning is the New York Times best-selling author of Fit to Fat to Fit, The Unexpected Lessons from Gaining and Losing 75 Pounds on Purpose, and has for years been a leading voice in the burgeoning keto diet movement. Drew is currently in the midst of repeating this feat as he turned 40 years old in his Fit to Fat to 40 journey. With over a million social media followers, he is bringing empathy and awareness to the struggles with body image, diet, and weight loss, all the while transforming people's lives all around the world. Drew was the creator of the A&E show Fit to Fat to Fit and the host of the Fit to Fat to Fit Experience podcast. He has been featured on the Dr. Oz Show, CNN, Good Morning America, The Tonight Show, The View... MSNBC, and many other national media outlets. And with that, welcome back, Drew.
2: Thank you so
1: much for being here.
2: It's my pleasure. Really excited to do this again with you guys. Awesome.
1: Well, Drew, you know, our listeners will remember that we met back in early fall as you were just beginning the Fit to Fat to 40 journey. And uh, we're several months later, and you're at your peak weight as you're about to begin the weight loss portion. So Mm -hmm. let's touch on a couple of changes, some obvious, maybe not some not so obvious. First, you're carrying an extra 60 pounds. So Tell us how you feel physically.
2: <laughs> physically, <laughs> not my best. Um, you know, it's so interesting going into this journey. I really thought it was going to be a lot easier because I've done it before. Back mm-hmm. in 2011, when I first did Fit to Fat to Fit, yeah. I kind of went into this a little bit cocky, like, oh, I, I know what to expect. I know what's going to happen. Like, it's not going to be that hard. Mm-hmm. And boom, man, I was so humbled. And mm-hmm. it was its definitely way harder than I thought it was going to be. Physically, obviously, I knew, you know, you know gaining some fat, uh, and the love handles, man boobs like I was expecting the physical changes to happen, but man, it carries over into so many other other areas of your life, the mental and emotional toll it takes. you know when you're sleep deprived mm-hmm. it affects your it affects your hormones, it mm-hmm. affects your mood and when you're when you're sleep deprived, you're constantly in survival mode. So what I kind of uh, you know um, or how I explain that to people sometimes is uh, you know you're constantly, wanting to put out fires because you can't deal with stress like your ability to handle stress is diminished severely to the point where you're like okay I, my kids need this okay just put out this fire really quick because i don't want to have to deal with that stress because everything is so so much more stressful than it normally is mm-hmm. and um and then you know your cortisol is through the roof and um you know have trouble sleeping uh, again night tonight and then i have to eat more junk food and so man it was um It was a very humbling process, the whole thing. And I'm glad it's over. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, but even like physically, not only like the mental aspect that you're talking about, decision-making and sleeping, as far as like shortness of breath or or clarity of your mind, what did it do to you?
2: Constant brain fog throughout the day. Um, Not a lot of physical energy to do things that normally would be, you know, have a lot of energy to do. So whether that's laundry, dishes, you know, helping around the house, keeping things clean, I, I, it's so weird. It, it, my brain, it just became easier to be lazy in other areas of my life. Um, and, uh, let's see what else physically, yeah. Shortness of breath. Obviously that, that, that went away probably in the first month, mm-hmm. um, you know, walking up the stairs, you're out of breath. Um, also bending over to tie my shoes or clip my toenails. I have to hold my breath. Sometimes if I speak too fast, like right now I can tell I'm speaking too fast and I'm like out of breath. <laughs> so right. it's was like, it's little things like that. Um, mm-hmm. Which you take for granted. If, if you've never been overweight, if you've never been out of shape, you really don't understand that struggle and how much it affects you.
0: Right. Yeah. And that's part of that empathy piece of this, right? As we're dealing with patients who are overweight to understand that they're going through this.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't want to say that I know exactly what it's like, but I can definitely say I have more empathy and a better understanding. Not a complete understanding. It's not like I've been overweight for 10 years and put on 100 pounds. And you know what I'm saying? Like this is a small little experiment but it really has ever since i did it the first time in 2011 really has humbled me and taught me to have empathy um you know because i've been through this had i not been through this it's really hard to understand um uh, or to empathize with people because you've never experienced it you never felt it so you're like well why don't you just eat less and work out i don't get it like why don't you just Mm -hmm. do a change it just like someone who's never done drugs like hey to all the drug addicts just stop doing drugs and then boom your life will be better it's like. Well, duh, yeah, but <laughs> there's, there's <laughs> such a strong emotional connection because people don't understand the mental emotional side that it is required to, to lose weight.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it makes me think about how you you said how humbling it has been this time around as compared to the first time. Um, and what are some of the other differences this time around as you turn 40? Happy belated Happy birthday, birthday, by Drew. the way. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you know, what w- is it more challenging being 10 years later and given given the, the difference in age?
2: Yeah, I think. Well, I think that will really. Um, come into effect on the journey back to fit mm-hmm. we'll see how my recovery is we'll see how my product like if it if I lose the weight as fast slower quicker I don't know mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that'll really play into effect this uh on the journey back to fit but I will say this time around um I would say I'm a lot more emotionally aware versus when I was 31 mm-hmm. um and so this journey was way more emotional it was it was harder emotionally this time around and I think it's because I'm more in tune with my emotions. I think back in those days, my whole life, I would just kind of numb to emotion, to my emotions, never really attach myself to them. And so my highs were never high and my lows were never low. And that's kind of how I played it safe. And then now that I've become more you know, self-aware and I would say maybe even more emotionally intelligent, now I'm in touch with those emotions. And this time around, the lows mm-hmm. were really, really low. And I talked about that on my journey. You see how it affected me how it affected my emotions. And yes, there were some days where I definitely felt depressed. On my first journey, I wouldn't say I ever felt depressed. I felt maybe sad, Mm -hmm. but this journey was a lot more powerful, I would say from an emotional perspective. Mm.
0: Wow. And we know that this current journey is documented in a way that the first one was not, though that one you had, you know, the A&E show came out of it, but with social media now... We've all been following you along daily on Instagram. We're looking at your continuous glucose monitors. We're watching you. We're hearing you. So we've been following this very carefully. But what's the feedback been like from from your fans and followers? And and do you feed off of that?
2: Mm, It's interesting. You know, there's been a lot of feedback. And I think America, you know, we love the whole reality TV show, um, you know, kind of feel. And that's what this journey has is Mm -hmm. that, yes, there's a lot of drama. Yes, there's a lot of emotions. I I cried not every day, but a lot of days I cried um, because my emotions are all over the place. And I think my hope was that people would see themselves through my journey. They would see, okay, Drew's eating this food. He's not exercising. He's not sleeping well. Um, He's, uh, you know, emotionally eating. And then he's, he's all over the place. So like, they're more aware of like, okay, I see what Drew's doing. I'm doing the same thing oh, I get it now why I'm not treating my spouse like as good as maybe I should. Or maybe my kids, I'm not as patient with them. Or maybe I'm not the best employee or business owner because I am constantly have brain fog and I need tons of caffeine in the morning and then I can't fall asleep at night and then it's a reoccurring thing every single day. And that kind of becomes their normal. Mm-hmm. And my hope is that they see themselves and what they need to change through seeing me go through it. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah Did totally.
0: you get any yeah. of that feedback from, from people like, Love
2: Oh, 100%, 100%, yeah. you know, the, the, the junk food, the, the soda, the unhealthy diet, not exercising. I see how that affects my sleep. And then when my sleep was affected, I see how that affects, you know, my mood the next day or how I treat my spouse. And maybe I'm not as, as patient or I'm, I'm more irritable throughout the day. And there is real science to show that your diet, your, your nutrition, your your uh, sleeping uh, patterns, your stress management, lack Mm -hmm. of exercise affects your mental capacity to deal with, you know, normal stresses throughout your life. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's really fascinating. And you know, your approach this time around was to do many popular diets kind of incorrectly while, while gaining the weight like keto vegetarian, which one surprised you as maybe affecting your health and weight most negatively? Did you find that anyone was like, Oh man, this has been a doozy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Really good question. I'll briefly go through all of them of maybe the ups and downs of each one. So I did dirty keto first, Mm -hmm. Uh, When I did Dirty Keto, it's a lot of processed, you know, keto treats, a lot of low quality, you know, cheese products and lots of like roasted nuts and seeds and, you know, Mm -hmm. vegetable oil and stuff like that. And then, you know, low quality meats. And um, what's interesting is I couldn't eat as many calories on that because eating that much fat, I I felt nauseous. And um, I've done keto a lot, but never in that quantity. And so, um, my, yeah, I wasn't able to eat as much food and I felt nauseous a lot. But Mm -hmm. I will say that my, um, So my triglycerides. Let's start with that number. I start my baseline was 46 before I started this journey. Really good, really healthy. Mm-hmm. Then it went up to 246 after a month of eating the standard American diet. Mm-hmm. Then I went to dirty keto, and then dropped down to 79. Wow. So obviously cutting out the, the carbs and the sugar, you would naturally see sure. a decrease in triglycerides. Right. Mm-hmm. Next week, next week I went dirty paleo. Dirty paleo was a little bit harder to be dirty in the sense that paleo is still a whole foods diet, right? Like <laughs> you know, right. there are certain ingredients right. that you can't have. But you know, I ate a lot of fruit, a lot of paleo bars, paleo granolas, paleo pancakes, paleo desserts that exist out there. And my triglycerides went up, I think, to one thirty at that point. So not horrible, but started to rise. And then I went dirty vegan. And that was like tons of Oreos, which Oreos are vegan, by the way. Mm, (laughs) And there's lots of There's lots of candies out there that are vegan and I think what happens is people gravitate towards these convenience products mm-hmm. yeah. um, like Oreos you know vegan cereals and things bread rice cereal as long as you're not eating any you know animal products you're good but my triglycerides that week went up to 430 I believe mm-hmm. which is really high and then I went dirty vegetarian and I will say that the food on dirty vegetarian I liked better. Then dirty vegan because I could have cheese again, so like lots of mac, mac and cheese, uh-huh. right. uh, bean and bean and cheese burritos, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> I didn't have to be picky about okay, does this, does this have eggs or butter in it mm-hmm. uh, or milk in it, like things like little things like that. And my triglycerides that week went up to five forty, um, wow. which is insane. Um, and I, I didn't feel that, that that great on on the dirty vegetarian week or dirty vegan either, but. Um, yeah, that was my little experiment. I wanted to make it as educational as possible and teach people what not to do on the diets. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. we watched it. Yeah. We watched it happen. <laughs> well, Well, here we are. We're midstream, right? The New Year's here. Your journey back to fit begins January 4th, and you're inviting followers to join your exercise and diet program along with you. But I think my first question is, are you a little bit nervous about this? Like, you are 40, and everyone's watching. Like, you're going to have to get back to fit. Are you nervous about that?
2: very nervous (laughs) and and, and this is why i'm nervous is because i know what it takes to get back to fit i know how hard that journey is going to be because i've done it before Mm -hmm. and i've trained my brain the whole mental discipline thing i think is what is what's the hardest because i understand why people gravitate towards the ice cream or the wine or the cake or the chocolate because man to be honest with you there was some definitely low moments where i'm like all right ice cream you're my best friend. You're making me feel good. And I definitely felt that dopamine hit, you know what I'm saying? And I get why people gravitate towards that. So yes, I'm nervous, but Mm. I'm also super excited to know that I'm not alone in this journey.
1: Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's great. Well, I mean, let me ask you this. What are you more concerned about? Like getting back into physical exercise or dealing with the food cravings?
2: Ooh, (laughs) that's a hard one. I think to stay consistent with your diet is going to be the hardest thing because look, I'm going from like 6,000 calories to 2,000 calories, yeah, which is a huge jump. Right. So I am going to be hungry that first two to four weeks most likely, mm-hmm. and in those moments of reaching for something, I'm going to have to, to distract myself with something else, um, you know. And and I can't exercise all day long. I'm only exercising once a day, five days a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's not like I can, you know. Um, you know reach for something i can't just eat carrots um you know when i'm stressed out it doesn't do the same thing so you know but that's what the thing is staying accountable to my audience maybe jumping on instagram live when i'm feeling that that emotional you know pull to eat something unhealthy that keeps me accountable and plus i'm sure other people watching that are like drew i'm going through the same thing i'm so glad that you did this live right now because guess what I almost reached for the ice cream too and guess what we're doing this journey together even though you know I'm in Utah and they're in Australia or wherever they are it's that's the power of of technology and that's the power of the world we live in nowadays and it's so cool for i think people to see someone who like me used to be you know 8% body fat mm-hmm. like a normal trainer or or you know coach but now here I here I'm 26% body fat going through uh-huh. the same struggles mm-hmm. as them I think that makes me more relatable, but then also I can relate to them so much better. And that's what makes this whole fit to fat to fit movement so powerful in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. It's like
0: group therapy.
2: Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah. how,
0: how can people join the, the back to fit program just on yes, social the, or is there somewhere to sign up?
2: Yeah. Somewhere to sign up. It's super simple. It's fit to fat to com forward slash back to fit with all with the number twos in mm-hmm. between there. Awesome. Got it. Got awesome.
1: it. Well, let me ask you this last question. Is there another book or television show that we can expect as a result of Fit to Fat to 40?
2: As of right now, no book deal yet. Uh, And as of right now, no TV deal yet. Um, I would love to see the TV show resurrected, but we'll see. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I can say this, that my hope with this whole journey, we filmed so much content that you obviously can't see on social media that we haven't released yet. Mm -hmm. There's so Mm -hmm. much more behind the scenes stuff that happened that people just don't know about. And my hope is to... Create that into a documentary. So awesome. we got the footage. You know, I have to make it through the journey first before we can even talk about that because I have to, I can't just do half of it. Yeah. Right, so, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, doing the journey back to fit. My hope is that after that, we can talk about a possible documentary.
0: That's awesome. awesome. Well, we're absolutely following along every day, as you know, obsessively.
2: Thank and, you.
0: and we're going to ask you just one last question, but I just want to remind sure. you last time, last time we spoke to you, we asked you the question of, you know, what food are you looking forward to eating? And you brought up cinnamon toast crunch
1: yes, and you and also brought up coconut pie. cream pie.
0: <laughs> so that yep. brings us to one last question. Yeah. So
1: you've been doing these food challenges, which, which of these food challenges has, what's your favorite?
2: So here's the thing with food challenges. Um, they're, they're all fun for the first like five minutes <laughs> and then no matter, no matter how good the food is after 10, 15, 20 minutes of eating that same food, it, it's not the same. <laughs> so here, here's what I'll say. The first, the first few minutes I enjoyed the most was, I would say this, this, uh, uh what was it, was it Korean, um, chicken wing, uh, mm-hmm. ra- a place here in Utah mm-hmm. and it was amazing but like I said, then it started to get cold, and it was a ton of garlic, and I smelled like garlic for three days after that. Um, so it was good for the first five minutes, but then I just uh, I couldn't do it anymore after that. So
0: I was I was totally rooting for the rice krispie treat <laughs> one because I thought how how are you eating these rice krispie
2: treats? Yeah, that one was fun because Heidi Powell was there with yes, me doing yes. it with me. That was that's what made that one fun. I think those things are disgusting. She eats one every day, but I think I broke her of her habit after that. <laughs> yeah, never again. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, Drew, we know that you're very busy and we can't thank you enough and we're inspired yeah. and honored that you spent time with us and we want to encourage everyone to follow you along on social media, fit to fat to fit on Instagram and to go to fit to fat 2 fitcom slash back to fit to join you on your journey back and we wish you all the best of luck and we'll be following along supporting you yeah
1: thank you so much for joining us thank you both so much happy belated birthday again <laughs> thank you i appreciate it
0: <laughs> take care
1: you know he said he got shortness of breath within about a month of starting this wow And you know we get shortness of breath i going knew you were gonna go here i knew it every time
0: i know well, the podcast room is on the third floor, and we have to walk up three flights of stairs, and so we get a little winded.
1: Two flights of stairs. Three minus one is two. Oh, my God. All right. Two flights. All right, two. So, feels uh, like three. <laughs> feels like ten. <laughs> so maybe we should consider this uh, back-to-fit thing for ourselves.
0: Yeah, I might sign up to do this with him. It's fun to follow him along daily, so I might do it. But I think the biggest story of the day, Michael? What's that? Made it through the interview once, gave. Didn't break anything.
1: Yep, that's definitely a lab report win. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe as a reward, we can use the elevator next time. <laughs> next time on the lab report, we create a perpetual motion machine.
0: Um, you've already done that. You have a toddler at home.
1: God help the cat.
0: You've been listening to the lab report. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast, rate us, and leave us a review. To learn more about Genova Diagnostics, visit our website at gdx.net. There you'll find information on specific testing, educational resources, and how to connect with our show. Call us at 1-800-522-4762 or email us at podcast at gdx.net.
1: You know when he was talking about the chicken wing challenge? Right. You know what that got me thinking of? What? Hot ones.
0: Oh, I already bought the sauces. I'm lighting this one up.
1: I've been prepping my palate.